it's time to meet up and catch up at the Weekend Water Cooler. Now, here's your host, Gene Bolduck. Okay, welcome, welcome to the Weekend Water Cooler. I am Gene Bolduck, your host. I'm joined this week, what a treat, by Penny Rich, my senior chaos correspondent. Oh, boy, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, boy, boy, what a beat you have this week. I'll tell you. Uh, I have to say, um, starting with, starting, you know, where all Americans start with us, our own problems, starting with who will speak when the speaker speaks of speaking. Uh, as we record on Wednesday, the, the uh, House of Representatives promised us that they were going to hold a vote. They were going to convene today on Wednesday, October 10th, uh, October 11th, uh, at 3 p.m. to elect a speaker. So the Republican conference, that's all the Republicans in the House of Representatives, they all got together yesterday. They had a secret ballot. Uh, they all got together yesterday to discuss. And this morning they got together, they had a secret ballot and they voted on their nominee. And before I get to that, I just want to, I just want to mention because it's too good to, it's too good to leave out that Kevin McCarthy, remember him? He used to be mm. speaker of the house until last week. For a minute. Yeah. Yeah. He was, um, he was bounced out by, by Matt Gates calling for a vote to vacate the chair. I don't know if he intended to be successful in that, but he was. And so there was no speaker of the house. Kevin McCarthy was turned out. Um, interesting, interesting that over the weekend, Kevin McCarthy was on television where he never belongs mm -hmm. <laughs> and said, I'll do whatever the conference wants because 96% of the conference voted for me last time. And if they want to put me back into the speakership in this time of that is fraught with great danger and crisis, which is correct. Once in a while, the truth, you know, he's like a broken clock. Leaks, twice a day. Yeah. Leaks, yeah. <laughs> the truth spills out yeah. only by accident. Uh, he said, you know, if that's what they want, I, I'm willing to do it. And so the, the cycle that follows is the news that Kevin McCarthy is willing to be elected back into the job that he was just turned out of, which made him sound like, you know, an idiot, which he is. And so this morning he told the conference, don't nominate me. You know, that's not what I meant. Basically, what he's saying is that. I think what he's saying is, is if you voted 12 times and can't get it done, you might want to reconsider right, how bad right. was it when I was speaker? Right. How do you like exactly. it now, right? But I, I think he came out saying that he he was what didn't want to do it. I mean, uh, that was what I thought. I don't know when he. Well, it's this is reporting today. That's from. Oh, okay. That's from okay. the closed door meeting this morning. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's one whispering to the other. Please go tell a reporter this quick so it gets reported. That's yeah. the only way we know about it is if somebody wants reporters to know about it. They leak. They leak. Yeah. That's so it. It so in, in that context, they had a secret ballot and Steve Scalise won that ballot. And so he is the nominee of the conference. However, 
he doesn't have, they do count the votes. This is not a voice vote or something. They do count the votes. They just, you just don't know who cast which vote. And when they came out, he came out. And of course, all the news coverage is showing him talking to reporters and, and, you know, he's looking like, well, we have a lot of work to do and we've got to, you know, we're going to have a vote this afternoon and we're going to get the job done. And, you know, America needs its uh, House of Representatives to be functioning. Mm-hmm. And again, he's right, too. So, sure. so he comes out with trying to, you know, sell it, I guess, basically that, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm getting into this job. And, uh, <clears throat> and sure enough, even Matt Gates came out and said to somebody, because I heard it reported that his comment was, long live Speaker Scalise. And I thought, well, if your lead troublemaker is going to back him, then he's probably, they're probably going to go ahead and vote him in. But sure enough, there are about 20 members who said they either would not vote for him because they wanted Jim Jordan so much. Oh, God. I know. I know. What is that? I feel like oh I need God. to take a bath just because I said Every that. single time you say that name, it's gross. I, I you know, we'll come back this to him. Not, this we'll is not leadership. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, because we kind of have to, not because we're. Oh, gonna- yeah. Um, about 20 members either want to vote for Jordan or they are on the fence and not sure. And Scalise at least is smart enough that he's going to not bring this to the floor until he's got this, until he, he's got the numbers. Yeah. But what, what is, at what least is the brain cell is that? operating there. Well, there's so one they brain did convene cell. at three o'clock as promised, and then they yeah. adjourned at three Oh three. Yeah, well, I don't understand why he wants it. He's not a healthy man right now. Uh, I mean, that can't be an easy job with with all these that's, nut jobs. That's a good in, point. I'm not sure you could characterize him as wanting it. He is, okay. in, he is in a leadership position already. He and Jordan are are the, you know, number two and number two uh, behind the speaker as it is. Um, I mean, I, I guess know. it's like, you know, who else? Uh, well, that's a really good question. But can I just stop you for one second when you said um, yeah. uh, K- uh, the reporter on chaos? Um, the first thing I thought of when you said that, and I'm going to age myself here, and you're going to know what I mean, get smart. Get smart, right? <laughs> right? I mean, chaos was the the, the enemy. And I, I looked it up while you were talking. Um, it was K-A-O-S, chaos. K-A-O-S. Why? Because... Yeah. Because Mel Brooks well, thought that was funny. That's why. He did. But, you but, don't you need know, any more reason than that. It was. <laughs> and I, I had to look it up. But it actually was an international organization of evil. And was founded in 1904 in Bucharest. There you go. Is, I just would never have thought that. But I had to look it up because I was like, she just called me something about chaos. I'm like, yeah. well, you're the chaos correspondent. That means that you cover chaos. not I cover the chaos. Right. Not the K-A-O-S, though, the real chaos that the Republican Party is right now. Well, and you so know, that- and, and, you know, in all of this and the overarching picture, I do think it's important to remember that uh, the 45th president would would uh, would tell you probably what passes for truthfully. Chaos is his brand. And oh, yeah. Where there's oh, yeah. chaos, that's where he thrives. He's kind of like a uh well he's like a virus he's 
he's like racism. Racism, I've said for a long time, it's in my book. Uh, racism is a virus that infects yeah. the body politic and thrives in a weak political atmosphere where you don't have healthy political disagreement um, and, you know, either, either because one side is just so weakened um, for any number of reasons, either it doesn't have the numbers to be influential um, or because it doesn't have the moral authority to, to carry out an agenda and serve the public. There's the cat. I know it makes me want to cry too, but, but that when this happens in the political system, uh, then that's when racial intolerance, anti-Semitism, these kind of hate-based, I hate to say philosophies, that sounds too lofty for what that yeah, is. Yeah. That sickness, that sickness yeah, yep. can, can take root and, and can really do terrible, terrible damage to society, any society. We're not, we just, you can't be, you're never completely immune from it. It's very, very important to remember that we, we talk a lot about wanting to end racism and stamp it out and, and, and eliminate anti-Semitism. We probably can never do that. There's probably always going to be some element of that. It has come and gone. It's been more visible. It's gone underground, but it's there. It's, yeah. it's like when you get a cold or if you get COVID, that virus is in your body for the rest of your life. It's just that if you have a healthy immune system to react to it, uh, then you can hold it in check. It's not that you live with it like you want to tolerate it. It's just that your immune system is stronger than the virus. So that's right. what allows you to live with all the viruses that you've ever contracted in your life. And you've contracted quite a few. I mean, it's not. You know. I, I mean, really, uh, think about it. When we were kids, every oh. every at this time in the school year, every year, Kleenex sales went through the roof. <laughs> <laughs> or if you're in Chapel Hill, uh, Carborough City Schools, the note would come home to please donate a box of Kleenex. Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, yeah, Orange the, County Schools of, too, right, right? Yeah, one of the yeah. richest counties in in North Carolina, and the parents have to buy the tissues. Well, so, be because, yeah. because look at, you know, I, I, if I had a kid in school that was my kid, not my grandkid, although I might do this for my grandkid, I'd just go buy, you know, a thing at Costco of all the tissues like we get, and I'd just bring it into the classroom and say, I know you'll use it. Here you Good go. Yeah. You know, if this, if this makes it easier for a, for a kid to, uh, you know, get a, get a, a pencil or a free notebook, then spend the money on that instead. Here are the tissues, blow your nose. So interesting, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, it just to me, uh, you know, as, as a state worker, I can tell you that there is a supply list that if you need supplies, you can order them, but they're very specific on what you can order and what you can't, like what kind of pens you can use and what kind of right. tissues are not on the approved list. I work in I work in the state's department where people come in crying all the time. Well, but Tis, you know, in some of these state offices, you have flags and you have rooms with draperies. And so you can just go in there and, and just, do, just do take that. care yeah. of it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Isn't, that, isn't that amazing though? <laughs> Not on the approved list. That's well, why schools can't I'm sure tissues. it's considered too personal an item. I see. That right? Is that what you, is that what you're right. thinking? Do you have to bring your own toilet paper into the bathroom too? No, no, no. The toilet paper you got, but the, what are you going to do? So you ought to just put a roll paper? of TP on your desk. 
and hand it to people. But when you have guests, yeah, and that's good. Just that put, works. you know, one of those rollers there and people can just, yeah, you know, just help themselves. And, and you can say it's, it's on us. This that would be very memorable. Provide sure. Yeah. <laughs> this, this cotton ale. <laughs> Back to chaos. We're back to chaos. We're, I Charmin. think that's going to be a theme of the, the evening. State, state supplies, courtesy of Charmin. Okay, oh I think God. that's where we can yeah. take a break. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back with more with Penny Rich. You're listening to The Weekend Water Cooler on 97.9 The Hill. Okay, we're back with Penny Rich, and we're solving the problems of the world during the break. What else is new? Mm. One of them is what's going to happen with the cat, and the cat has finally settled on the back of my chair, so I think we'll be okay for a few minutes, which is all you get. You know, you get these little periods of quiet. It's like having young children. You know, periodically they take a nap, and you can have a complete sentence in your head. So here's my complete sentence. Um, Honest to God, I think if we elected more women, we'd have far fewer wars. Tell oh, me yeah. I'm wrong. No, no. Although I have to say, you know, as we're talking about Israel and war right now, Golda Meir loved war. She was one of these women that actually did. But in in her defense, um, the you know, she was an early on prime minister and she just wanted yeah. to protect her homeland. She right. wanted to protect Israel. Yeah. Um, and she was. She would do anything to protect Israel. And it, it turned out that war was it. Like that was that was her thing. Last resort, um, but she knew what was, to do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but but what we're seeing now, I mean, I think is is just um it's it's devastating. And um I think you and I were talking at the break that um you know this this is taking front stage compared to a lot of the other things that are going on in America right. and around the world right now. Um and we're seeing Parties like the Republican Party and and things that were in in the foreground um, fade to the background. So you know, in the first segment, you talked a lot about the speaker. Uh, I, I think that um, America's getting tired of this game that's being played right now. Well, um, you know, it's it's, it's, it's not working. It's yeah. absolutely um, uh, watching a third grade a third grade classroom when the teacher steps out. Right. Is is what it's like to watch the House of Representatives right now. And even though in a good third or fourth grade classroom, you're going to have, you know, the group of kids who read the homework and the group of kids who were never going to read the homework. And you're going to have these kind of factions and all that stuff. But right now you have this in the House of Representatives and they've managed to put themselves into a situation where the where they are uh, paralyzed, they can't mm-hmm. do anything except elect a speaker, and the the elected majority, which is the Republicans, uh, are not going to be able to agree on who that is, and there and can't get past their individual differences. This is the whole problem anyway. Right, right. They can't get past their political axes to grind and think about what's best for the country and elect Hakeem Jeffries, which is, I still think, what they're going to end up doing, Penny. Oh, you say that every week, Gene. There are are a handful. (laughs) 
every week of moderates who are not going to go for either Scalise or Jordan. And if they continue to insist that they won't, there's going to be mounting gigantic amounts of pressure for them to simply raise their hands and agree. If you have, I don't know what the number is. It's, it's a knowable number. I don't know what the number is, Mm. but if you have about 10 or 15 Republicans who are willing to sit and cross their arms and vote present, then they will not be voting for a Democrat. They will simply not be voting. Right. And they would then elect a Democratic Speaker of the House. And the fact is, the Democrats know how to govern. These people are putting on full display why Republicans cannot be left to control the government, be elected, serve, serve honorably. Sure. Not run the government. They can't govern. They They, cannot. They don't know how to do it. They don't know how to govern. Okay, Gene. So the, um, the speaker needs 217 votes. Um, currently we have 433 members of the house. There are two vacancies. So the majority is 217. It's it's 217, except Except Kevin McCarthy never got 217 votes when when he was elected speaker, that number would have been 218. Right. He never got anywhere right. near that. I think he got 212. 12. Yes. Yeah, and the like way that, yeah. that he did it was that Matt Gates and his gang of five plus a handful more sat with their arms crossed and and did not vote either way. They voted present. If they vote present, then the winner is the person who gets the majority of votes cast, either for this person or that person. Hakeem Jeffries has his caucus. Every single Democrat's going to vote for him. They've done it 15 times already, and they Mm -hmm. will do it again. Yeah. And if he has that many votes and he either gets like seven Republicans or five Republicans to vote because if if they're voting for him, then they're not voting for the Republican. If they vote for him, he's elected. If they simply don't vote, then just the Democrats can elect a speaker. This can happen. This would not be, think about the wild and crazy things that have happened for the last nine months in that caucus. And this, this is not impossible. Um, I've, I've sent you, I drive Penny crazy on uh, text messages. <laughs> I've sent you uh, screen grabs of tweets that have come from oh, yeah. people like Bill Crystal, no Democrat, no liberal is he. And he's, he's saying the same thing. He's saying this yeah. could really happen. Yeah. Oh, well, it it's pretty crazy. Now, if I'm yeah. betting my next mortgage payment, do I think it uh, will? No, not no. yet. Not, not yet. yet. No, but you've been saying this for a while. Let's just, um, let's just I said go. this in January, you know, I until know. I couldn't speak any longer. Uh, <laughs> you must have had a cold or something. Uh, lawmakers, um, when they exited the room, Scalise had 113 votes. Uh, Jim Jordan yeah. had 99. Now, so- Jim Jordan and Steve Scalise had a meeting this afternoon. 
Yeah. And Jim Jordan was talking to Scalise about Jordan nominating Scalise. So Jordan is willing to just lay down his nomination and say, I'm supporting Scalise. The problem is, once again, Jim Jordan is no leader. Oh, goodness, no. And so the people who were going to vote for him are not going to say, oh, We'll go I'll along do, with Jim. I'll do whatever Jim says. Whatever Jim no, says. Not. No, no. And, you know, I, I think we do have to remind, I think I, our, I think your audience knows who Jim Jordan is, but <laughs> he did not, he, he he does not even belong in his position. His his um, area for, for um, voting is so gerrymandered. If you look at um, what, what it looks like, how he gets voted into office, um, you know, this man just ignored uh, all of his uh, players, all of them. He did not believe any of the, the players that he had, these young teenagers and young gentlemen that, um, right. geez, right. You know, your coach is supposed right. to protect you. That's why you believe in a coach because a coach is supposed to protect That's right. you. That's right. That's uh, right. He's, this, he's this, not a good he, person. Not at he's all. He's not a good person. He does not belong in a leadership position. And the idea of him ever being Speaker of the House, my God, buy a sports jacket for Christ's sakes. What are you, what are you wearing? I, I mean, you know, they make fun of um, Fetterman. And I know you talked a little bit about him last week because he wears his hoodie on the floor. But for crying out loud, put, put a jacket on every once in a while. Is Jim you? Jordan somehow through some twist of fate that I don't want to think about is the chairman of the House Judiciary Committee. Jim Jordan never passed the bar not mm-hmm. a lawyer not a lawyer because he, he couldn't pass the bar he went to law school but he couldn't pass the bar he's never practiced law so um he also by the way not for nothing i think has never passed a, there's never been a piece of legislation that has his name on it he's not much of a legislator either oh surprising um, i'm shocked i'm just shocked okay i i, I, I know I, it's so hard to believe uh, yeah. But but his main offense is that uh, he was an athletic coach. He had students in his program who came to him and reported abuse to him, terrible abuse. And he not only just didn't believe them and didn't support them, but he denies ever knowing anything about it. Which is and, just amazing. And when Nancy Mace, the, the knuckleheaded... Um, Congresswoman from South Carolina was asked about this over the weekend about, will you support Jim Jordan? She said, yes. And she they said, well, you know, what, what about these accusations? She said, oh, gosh, I don't know anything about that. Well, you know, if you can't trouble yourself to follow current events, one wonders why you are serving in the United States Congress. But let me tell right. you, we're going to give you a minute to think about it, Nancy. Nancy Mace, because I know you. Li- I know she listens to. She's the listening. Yeah, she I is. Of know course, she's, everybody listens. Yeah. <clears throat> everybody listens. So, uh, so uh, we're just going to take a quick break while she looks that up, and then when we come back, we're going to talk to Penny Rich for just a moment about world events. You know, we'll see mm-hmm. if we can think of anything interesting that's going that's on. Happening. Yeah. Listening to the weekend water cooler on ninety-seven nine the hill. Okay, we're back. We're back with Penny Rich. And, and, you know, everything that's really funny happens in the break. It does. Although, although the cat has wandered off. So I guess the second funniest thing happens in the break. So um, 
So, so just you know, wrapping up about uh, uh, about the Middle East, uh, uh, any uh, friends and family that you have who are in Israel, which is uh, more than a few. Oh yeah. Um, you're you've checked in with everyone. Everyone. I have checked in with everyone. Everyone is okay. They're scared. They're um, at when it first happened, and we have a good friend here in in um, North Carolina who just got back from Israel. Yeah. Um, oh. Six days ago, she, her son lives there. And, um, you know, she was the first one I checked in with because I, you know, I, I knew she was there. I, I didn't, yeah. I don't remember when she was coming back, but she was back before this all happened. Um, and we, we checked in and, you know, she said her son was uh, like a lot of other people and people don't realize in Israel, um, homes have, um, hideaways and bunkers where they can go. And when the sirens right. go off in Israel, that means that, right. um, there is a missile that's been shot into Israel. I don't know. Right. It's a scary thing for those that have been there they understand it you that when that comes in you know that something bad is happening right and you get to go into hiding or into your bunker right uh, unfortunately the people on the gaza strip some of them did get into their bunkers on time but there was it was the end of the holiday season and there was a big musical festival and right. again you want to talk about well planned saturday last saturday yeah right. yeah that's that's what was planned. but i i did check in with everyone um and you know everybody's sending hearts back and forth and um love and you know and on the uh, sabbath you know. too uh, i saw yeah, well, a story of a, of a of a mom in israel that her Friday son yeah. she was she said well you know she was observing the sabbath had yeah. her had her cell phone turned off because of that and that she you know learned as soon as she learned that something was going on she turned her phone on to try to reach out to her son because she knew that he was at this music festival yeah. And uh, she said there were two messages from him. And one of them, the first one was, I love you. And the second one was, I'm sorry. And that's yeah. it. And she doesn't, she didn't know his whereabouts. This was, she right. was interviewed on, on television. And I, I mean, I just can't, I can't imagine. Oh, it's devastating. And, and but, you know, for, yeah. for Jewish people, this is really, really hard. And I, I want to just say, um, we can't conflate this with what, with, with anything else that's happening in the Mideast. This is a terrorist attack on Jewish people. And for Jewish people who, right. who went through the Holocaust, and there's that's very right. there's very few left right now, Gene, because of, uh, you know, as the years grow, you have less and less people. Um, but, you know, as a Jewish person, you're taught about never to forget. And here we are right. um, in a situation where it's 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 just devastating. It really is. And it's, this it's, is, you yeah. know, and, and there's, there's, there's only one way to put it there these are attacks on jewish people for being jewish people this Correct. is the mission of hamas and, and it period. is the mission of hamas it's also it's also also the mission of iran and when you have people in their parliament um you, you know yelling death to jews um in their parliament in their government in their parliament right. it, there's there's no mistaking that that's what right. they're doing you know right. and so we know hamas is is very is a very small army so obviously they're getting help um, and I wish everyone would take a look at a map of Israel. Israel is the size of uh, a small New Jersey. The Gaza Strip is is very, very small. And I know there's about 2.3 million people living there and they have nowhere to go. That's very true. When when right. Netanyahu says says to take shelter, the people that live in Gaza, and, and again, let's not conflate this. This is not Palestinian people and Jewish people, this is Hamas, a terrorist organization right. going after Israelis and Jewish people. This is not the Palestinian people. So, I mean, we all we all have to open our eyes to that. We and we understand that. 
um, as Jewish people. But, um, you know, take take shelter. There's nowhere for people in the Gaza Strip to take shelter. Where are they going to go? Egypt is not letting them in. If everyone forgets that Egypt borders the Gaza Strip also. But Egypt right. is like, no, I'm, I'm sorry. We, right. we, we don't accept terrorists into our country. Um, and you know, it's the same thing. Like, would you, would you invite a terrorist to sit down and have dinner with you when they have the gun to your head and that, cause yeah. the, you're going to start talking peace. No, you can't, you can't talk to talk about peace. To and not while they're holding terrorists. hostages, especially. No, no. I, mean, I mean, it's what, what, like, what are you talking there's about? No, there's, this, you, no, you, yeah. you can't, you just can't tolerate this. There's no, there's no let's work it out version of that story. No, and, no, there's not. So um, I've, I've actually this is why it's people also on Facebook. Especially <laughs> so offensive, so it's, deeply, deeply offensive when um, when domestic politicians in the United States like Trump are 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 flirting with and standing right beside uh, these these groups uh, like the Proud Boys and like these groups that have been uh, holding rallies uh, in, in uh, uh, Charlottesville. Terrorists. This, they're this all is, terrorists. They're terrorists. They, they're you know, domestic they're the terrorists. Clan. It's the same it, it, they're thing. They're all the clan. It's you know? the same thing. It absolutely is. And you know, Donald Trump has a lot to a, a lot to to do with what's going on right now. He's yes. to blame. Yes. I mean, he shared information. We all know he shared information with Putin, and Putin, of course, turned around and shared it with Hamas. Um, we, we just we just know that, and for for yep. people to still support that in America, you know, it's just like uh, I don't know. It's nauseating. It, it makes your stomach. Warm it's hard to believe that small. that uh, anyone could uh, objectively and honestly take in the facts of the situation uh the in the in the in the largest uh scope of view possible and still come down on the side of either trump is a great leader or i i gosh i just don't know i mean you there's there's not this is not a great area not really no um, no so i do think not. um you know just to um just to wrap this this segment up for us, I, I do feel that oddly, this is helping Joe Biden to display some of his best skills. This is foreign policy is uh, is very much has been the work of his life. Right. Really. Right. Um, and yeah, and I, I think you knew and I talked during during the break and, and you know, um, there's everybody wants to call Joe Sleepy Joe and all. He speaks in a tone where he wants people to listen to him. Yeah. And he's been doing that for the past 50 years or however yeah. long he's been in the Senate. And it's he's, more important what he's saying than how he's what saying. What he's it. saying. In, yes. Yeah. And, and I, I do, do think, you know, when you talk about governing versus, um, you know, the chaos, um, yeah. let's, let's circle back to chaos. The hot you know, you, if you if you chose who you wanted to be in the leadership right now, uh, while this is going on in Israel, I'd take Joe Biden any day over, geez, a lot of people, Gene, a lot of people. Yeah. Of what you just said, he understands foreign policy. He's been there. He knows how to uh, get involved with world leaders that he doesn't like, um, but he'll go and meet with them and he'll start up those conversations about cut it out or he'll just get to us and you know right now and... right now as you and i are talking uh the secretary of state is is in israel mm -hmm. uh has arrived overnight yep. and the reporting is that 
he's going to do what Joe Biden kind of did on the phone, which is to say one thing publicly, which is that America stands with Israel full stop. But then uh, the, the, it is expected that the warning will go forward from the Secretary of State to his counterpart in Israel that Netanyahu uh, needs to be sure he doesn't do anything crazy. He can't right. use this as a license to just go completely off the rails because and he will he doesn't he will. want America to be pulling back from its full-throated position of support. Right. And, and he would risk that if he goes too far. So right. he's going to need to keep Joe in the loop and Joe yeah. will make sure mm -hmm. that happens. Yeah. Well, let's let's just be clear, though. Also, uh, what happened in Israel when not Netanyahu got reelected is similar to what is happening in America with Donald Trump. Netanyahu is right wing yes. and he is cult like and it's just very, very dangerous. And the yep. people that I know in Israel are not net, not they don't support Netanyahu. They never did. They never will. Um, yeah. And they're in a horrible situation right now because Netanyahu did not yeah. protect them. He did. He did not have people posted in the right place. I, and you have a you have a music festival that's very close to the Gaza Strip and you don't have any military there. There's something very, very wrong with how he planned that. I, you know. It's almost, again, I, it's almost like we were saying in the break, it's like leaving the back door open. Right. And saying, ah, you know, what could happen? And it's almost, almost. It's inviting. Uh, yeah. Provoking uh, yeah. something to happen. Right. To, to use as a, as an excuse. Right. So then he could become this hero. Right. But it's not going to be looked upon that yeah, way. I, it's, and so and he's got to get over it's that. It's not going over that way at it's all. Going well, yeah. and so I hear at your house, when you leave the back door open, the cats come in. So um, I'm yeah, they do. Sure they do. You know, next <laughs> week, a mountain lion, I'm sure. Well, we're going to take our we're going to take our last break. And then we're going to come right back and talk with Penny about some local politics going Ooh, on. Oh, my I goodness. It's getting interesting. Politics. Oh, yeah. It's so much fun. You're listening to The Weekend Water Cooler on 97.9 The Hill. Okay, I'm back with Penny Rich. I just want to say, if the Zoom, if the voice of the Zoom lady Ooh. was in charge of peace negotiation, we would get there. She's, I think very, so. she's very relaxing. She's very relaxing. And, you know, when she says recording in progress, all of a sudden we look up. Yeah, and, and you like, know what oh. that really is? It's it's the voice of someone who's saying, "I'm taking this all down." Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm I'm getting every word you say. I'm getting every word. Get Don't you love though that when say. people say, "Oh, I'm so not just gonna put watch your mouth." There. Yeah, I'm not going to put this on the internet, and I'm going to I'm not going to give you this, and I'm not going to give you that. I'm like, let me tell you, people. Everything that you've ever done is on the internet and online somewhere right now. So if you think <laughs> so you're hiding something, seriously, oh, this is can't so true. Like, come I, on. I will just tell you, here's one from left field that you never saw coming. Uh, like two days ago in the mail, I received Penny's drinking something. She's going to spit it out. I received <laughs> a journal that I wrote in high school. Oh, and wow. my brother, for some reason, I do not understand. My brother had it. My younger brother. Mm. And he sent me a picture of the first page and he said, look what I found. And I'm like, you need to stop reading that <laughs> and put it <laughs> now, in the mail now. and send it to me. He sent it to me. And what this is, is a journal that I wrote as part of a composition class in my senior year of high school. 
And there was so much stuff in there that I did not remember at all. I just had exactly no memory of it all, including who the teacher was in this class. I'm pretty good about remembering most of my teachers. So I emailed my high school English teacher, Jan Glitzenstein, who I talk about all the time and mm -hmm. said, you know, I took this class and I'm trying to, re you know, we figured out between the two of us who it was, who the teacher was for this class. Oh, that's this, is, this is what it is to keep in touch with your teachers, people. Yeah, yeah. Because let me tell you something. You want to meet somebody with a steel trap mind who remembers that you were chewing oh. gum on that Tuesday. Let me tell you. Teachers. That's, oh, oh yeah. Totally yeah. got you. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know. I recently, if you were, I wrote a, a column for uh, WCHL about how I met my my high school history teacher. Yeah. Um, my high school, I mean, yes. we're talking about 45 years ago, right? Yes, we're not that's, talking, that's, I, that's exactly I, right. It's ridiculous, right? It is he was ridiculous. Young, he was just out of college and he's teaching. And I was, uh, you know, I was a teenager and he was in his early 20s and he's teaching history in high school. Of course, now he's a rabbi and it's a lot different, but. You oh, know, my. It was, well, he's still it, teaching dinner, history, right? I, way, exactly. And he met my children. I met his children. I mean, it was just. It isn't was that just great? Like, it, isn't that great yeah, seeing your yeah. teacher when you're both all grown up? Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know if I well, Jan's, Jan, I've mentioned this before, but it's worth repeating. Jan's sister lives in Chapel Hill. They had, yeah. there was a family occasion, a wedding, I think that was at Duke. I forgive her for that. Ooh, but Jan yeah. came to North Carolina for the wedding and I went out and saw her at her hotel. And I hadn't seen her since, you know, the last day of 12th grade. And, you know, brought my son, brought Rob with me and she met him and met Rick. And, and so, and we've been, I, I, uh, I have email exchanges with her every single week. I send her my column. I send it, I send her a link to it in, uh, or I send, actually I just send her the column mm -hmm. in, uh, in, in an email form, because of course, if there are corrections, I need to know. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. I'm just too cheap to, I just but, throw right. out a little flattery. And I get free editing, you know, like G dear Jean, I before E except after C, you know, nice effort, Jan. You know, if she, mm -hmm. if she always, she almost always says something nice and, it, and probably a lot of the time means it. So it's nice to have someone like that in your life who knew you when you were diddly squat. Mm -hmm. I'll just put it that way. Yeah. Um, no, it's and, true. and this sounds like a bad transition, but uh, speaking of local politics, <laughs> <laughs> um gosh sure. it looks like there might have been an illegal candidate forum penny can yeah, you yeah. That? well you the know ask reporter well first first let's um let's just talk about how amazing the daily Tar Heel is because i can never um, stop talking about that they are they, killing it all the time all the time and year after year and you know it, it, the, the the kids move on kids the students move on. Yes. That right. They yeah. they graduate, the they remains. move on, mm -hmm. and you get a whole new bunch of reporters. Right. And man, they're knocking it out of the ball. And, and these are not student issues, quote unquote. They're no. not talking about whether or not the macaroni and cheese is right at Lenore was good or not. That's not yeah. what they're talking Cafeteria. about. They're talking yeah. about town issues that are town serious issues. And they're and talking is, about whether yeah. meetings are legal or not, which yeah, is and always right in the beating heart of every journalism student. Right, right. So I think as, as most people know, when you, um, yeah. when you um, re reserve a, a town or county space um, and you're saying that you're having a forum, you have to invite 
everyone to the forum. That's that's how that works, right? If you're going to use it for some sort of political event, it has to right. be free and open to everyone. Right. That's that just you have totally to have both sides sense. represented. You know, I mean, they right. have to have the opportunity. Right. Opportunity, whether there's both sides or not, everybody should be invited. This right. didn't happen. The Daily Tar Heel picked up on it. And they did a thorough, thorough job of reporting it. Uh, you can go to the Daily Heart Heel and, and read that. Um, in, I think local politics has gotten a little bit too nasty around here. It, it always has been. I mean, and um, there's a, a blog that covers a lot of this, that, and they do a lot of um, historical research to, to to follow up on that, to actually tell you. And I want to say blog. I want to emphasize it's a blog. It's not, they're not journalists because- okay. We have to be really right. careful about that. Right. Um, and but but you know it just shouldn't be because I, I could tell you, Gene. People will say come up to me and say, "Oh, you know, who should I vote for?" Um, it, you know, in November, because they don't have time to do the kind of research that you and I do, right? And it's not right. time. We also have a love of politics. We also are sort of geeky, right? We are. Let's, we can. I mean, we can. We can say that and love it. Yeah. Yeah, we can say it and love it, and so. Yeah, I was I was at with dinner with friends last night who were who were pretty involved, and they were like, you know, we're we're really confused on who we're going to vote for. They live in Chapel Chapel Hill. Um, they had an idea of who they wanted to vote for, so it was good to have those conversations. They were lost with school board. I mean, they were just lost. They, there's just so many candidates that they it was just so hard to keep up. So um, we're not doing ourselves we, we're doing ourselves a, a disservice by not allowing everyone to have a voice in these politics and to in, in local politics and to sort of make this two sides. Um, it just, it, it, it's, it's uncomfortable. And you and know, then, if, you, if you're in an advocacy group that you have this one issue, in this case, it was about Friends of Bowling Creek. Listen, you wanna advocate to, to protect Bowling Creek, that's perfectly great. Go ahead and yeah. do that. But yeah. you know, if you're doing that, you have to do it with a mind toward um, being inclusive in a conversation because you're not inviting people to your backyard. You're inviting them to a town facility. There are rules about this. That's and correct. if you're running for office, you're supposed to care about those rules and protect them. Oh, care about them. Let me say, let me just say this. You're supposed to know about them. When you right. are running for office, you absolutely have to do your homework and know if you are doing something wrong. And if you are doing, if you're doing something wrong, someone on your campaign committee or someone very close right. to you should say, you're doing something you wrong. should say, wait, we can't do wait it. Wait a second. Way. We can't we do that. Now, sure. now, yeah, that's let's right. just say, one of the people that were invited to this um, what is is an incumbent and also an attorney. So let, let's just throw this out there. You you absolutely know what the rules are. You cannot yeah. say that you didn't know what the rules are because if you are saying that and you just spent a couple of years on the town council, then shame on you for not understanding. How did you job. not pick that up? You How know? did you not? I mean, that's some and if of the you'd like to be the heard. mayor, for example, um, for example, running a meeting and making sure that it's running fairly and that everyone gets their say, um, that's the main job of being that is your job. And I can say this from a, from someone who has been a chair of the county commissioners. Your job at that meeting is to make sure you are paying attention to 
what everybody wants to say. Not only that, you're paying attention to the to the seven people that are that are sitting on the dais with you. You have to be paying attention to staff too, because you have to be looking and watching and say, seeing, okay, right. someone just said something wrong. I see a staff member um, squirming in their seat on row two. Maybe invite that staff member up. But this is this is this is completely different um, ball game here when, that's right. when you have that's, people that's coming right. to. It's a it's a whole uh, new yeah. day. And and you know, listen, we're talking about the Middle East. That's a great big giant issue. The presidential election and the dynamics in that, that's a great big issue. This stuff that is so close to us, so close to the electorate, is even bigger. And I think anybody in national office would tell you that mm -hmm. being a mayor and being on a city council, being on a county commissioner's uh, board, this is where the real governing goes on. And this is where it's so important to be really hardcore about making yeah. sure that your public meeting requirements are met, the public records are maintained and appropriately available to citizens um, and and that people have access to the ballot. You don't have any job bigger than that. Right. Nobody does. That's the biggest thing we have. And Penny, mm -hmm. you know what we have? We have a clock that tells me ah. that our time has expired. I'm so sorry. Um, right. uh, but thank you so much for meeting up with me at the water. Oh, yeah. Anytime, it's Jean, always love it. a joy. Yeah. You know, you know, folks, we're just going to say, you know, by the way, pretty good game there against uh, Syracuse. Mm. And, um, mm. and, you know, and uh, go Tar Heels and uh, keep up the good work, everybody. Uh, if you're going out and going to the game, be safe when you're there. Keep your eyes and ears open as to what's going on in your surroundings. And if you're staying home, of course, keep it right here on 97.9 The Hill. Follow Gene on Twitter at Gene Bolduck and tweet your comments and questions with the hashtag WCHL.